You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Uh, Pogues, I am here, and I hope that I don't sound too much like I am recording this podcast from like a portal that uh, back to about a year ago when I was using my old microphone, because I'm using my old microphone. It sounds good. It, however, it does sound like you've traveled back in time via a time portal, with like a know, shit, just in general. With like a shitty audio fidelity? Yeah, no... Yeah, it's like a, a, it's like you're in Time Cop right now. Yeah, it's actually very much in Time Cop. Uh, by the way, our ninth movie. Look at this. Ben has been doing some sweet data work for us <laughs> that's going to feel like pay off. That was really the ninth movie we did? Yeah, number nine was Time Cop. Mm-hmm. That is shocking. That's a good episode, though. I still love that episode. What's our fourth movie? Our fourth one, let's see. I'm going to guess... <laughs> I got no clue. <laughs> That's fine. It's Spider-Man. Anyway, Pugs, ah. welcome. It's good to be on another mini-sode. Uh, actually, according to uh, uh, my calculations, our 47th mini-sode. That's oh, right. We're shit. getting up there, guys. We were talking. We're getting ever closer to episode 52, which will mark two years of episodes of Not Another Origin Story, which is uh, impressive. Yeah. Because... Neither one of us are particularly good at anything. And so then, there was a chance this was never going to follow through. And once we hit 329, which is my estimate for the number of comic book movies out there, um, we're going to have to restart, right? We're going to go back and do Batman again and then X-Men. And- well, no, that's when we move on to one of the many other podcasts you've created <laughs> while we record this. We've got a real backlog of podcasts to get through. No, no that, that's, yeah, that's what my data poll needs to pull off. Is I need to go dig through the episodes and come up with all of our fake podcast names. I would love if somebody did do that. If one of our <laughs> listeners like went through and wrote down all of the really just absurd podcasts you've created, like yeah. the one all about cod pieces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was called Cod Pod. Uh, it might have been Cod Pod or Cod Codcast or uh, Are You There, yeah. Cod? It's me. I did not think it was that, <laughs> but I wish it was. Um well, you're joining us after our Spider-Man Homecoming episode, which we hope you saw Spider-Man Homecoming. We hope you listened to the episode. It was uh, a, a bit of a twist for us for an episode because it was actually an episode jammed full of really decent information that was interesting, mostly brought to us by uh, Chris Doom, our resident Spider-Man expert, who yeah. helped break down all those weird Easter eggs. These movies like this are particularly interesting for me because when we cover a movie that's just kind of fucking good, I mean, yeah, we can nitpick, but it's interesting just to be able to talk about like what made it work, what pieces worked, like what we enjoyed, and then also kind of yeah, dig up weird facts behind the scenes. There was some interesting stuff, so if you haven't listened to the Spider-Man episode, um, you're going to have to listen to it if you want to understand how I uncovered how there is a reference to Star Trek IV Voyage Home in this movie. Vaguely. Which we're, we're going to say it's canon. Why not? I'm going to say it's canon. Oh, speaking of canon, I'm just going to throw this out real quick. Did you see that they have now announced that in Iron Man 2, do you remember the scene where the robots are going crazy and there's that little kid wearing a Iron Man mask and the robot's going to shoot him and he holds up his little laser light hand and then Tony Stark lands and shoots him and says, good job, kid, and flies away? Yeah, I do. I was going to say, because if you said, I'm not sure, I was going to be like, I don't know how much better I could describe it. <laughs> but uh, that Wait, has been give, now... Give me the preceding scene and the following it, scene. All right, he's wearing a checkered shirt. It's unbuttoned. He's wearing a what? No, um, it's like a real cowboy shot at the angle. And no, um, 
they have now said that that is canon. That is Peter Parker really? visiting, visiting the, the Stark Expo dressed as Iron Man. See, I heard some contention about that fact. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, it, I mean, this is according to uh, – is it Holland? James Holland? What, I don't remember what his first name is. Tom Holland? Tom Holland, the guy who played Spider-Man. He said he got it from Kevin Feige. He said he asked him about it on the phone because it was a fan theory that that was always supposed to be Spider-Man, yeah. which I don't know who came up with that fan theory, but God love him. Uh, so there you go. There's a nice little Spider-Man's been in the MCU longer than they were legally allowed to say, I guess. It's a real soft uh, fan theory. Yeah, it's it's a real it's a questionable one, too, at best. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the episode, though, I actually highly recommend it, especially if you saw the movie and you want to know about some of the Easter eggs. Chris knew some great references, and, and Ben brings up some good ones, and some some of them are very odd when we really broke them down that we could not figure out. The weird reference to the Howling Commandos seems like an odd Easter egg to put into a film, but check it out. So that's enough of that. We're going to tell you, though, what the next movie is on the old, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I would say chopping block. but Podcast. Um, so I'm really <laughs> excited about this next one. Um, <laughs> he makes a good point, guys. Both, both because this is a movie that has a weird cult following. Uh, actually, the comic book, I would say, oh, I guess I wouldn't call it a cult following, but it's got a, it's got a kind of uh, uh, eccentric position in the comic book universe. Uh, it's also, I would say the third heat here is that it's now currently on Netflix, which is always good for us. <laughs> yes, and good for you, the listener, so that you don't have to be like ashamed when somebody opens up like your iTunes movie library and they're like, why do you own virus the jamie lee curtis movie from 1999 that scored a 4.9 on imdb that's real weird um but uh, <laughs> that was sema that's that dad entry coming in folks <laughs> just smooth works right into conversation but we are going to be covering spawn that is uh yeah that's the the todd mcfarlane property spawn it feels weird to not just say marvel's or dc's yeah, this is. It's weird. I think I think this may have been the first image movie, and maybe the only image movie. No, no, never mind. That is one hundred percent not true. But I believe it is the first image movie, the first movie based off of an image comic book. Spawn was sort of Image's big product, and one of the few comics that actually released somewhat on time when they started Image. Um, he's. I mean, he was huge in the 90s. It's still a comic, but I don't know if people care as much now as they did. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, Spawn was like a really big deal. Oh, yeah. And I did not get it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was still like, I don't understand. But people were into it. The movie, I recall, I saw it in theaters. I remember that. But I do not remember thinking it was very good, and I've never seen it since. Yeah, when I called it a, the movie a cult hit, I meant it. It does not have what I would call the most stellar reputation, but it isn't necessarily – no one takes a shit on it as much as I would expect them to based on how it did in, the, in, you know, in, in, in theaters, uh, so to speak. But uh, I have to admit, I have only seen bits and pieces. I've never actually seen the whole film. Yeah, I, I, I can remember like four scenes – I think uh, Martin Sheen's in it, and I think he's the bad guy, and John Leguizamo's in it. Martin Sheen is in it. Yeah, John Leguizamo plays the clown. Uh, yes. Um, what Violator. is his name? 
Violate. I knew it was something with a V. I was going to say Vandal, but I knew that wasn't right. So there you go. It's a it's a very interesting take on a comic. Uh, I remember them doing pretty good justice to the Spawn outfit, but it is a lot of a CGI cape, which is a rough sell. So we'll have to see if when Ben finally watches all of it and I sit down and try to rewatch it, what we end up actually thinking of Spawn. Uh, and so, as always, I always like to poke around in some of the behind-the-scenes uh, cast on these movies before we cover them. And I was surprised to discover uh, this director. So uh, this has happened before. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was Swamp Thing, where the director um, is only has credits as a visual effects supervisor or creator for other other films, but not actually uh, previous directing like capability. Yeah, that happened before. I mean, I can't think of a comic book movie. There is one we did, but that is how the guys from Crank got started. They were visual effects guys. Yeah, and this guy is really interesting. His name is um, Mark Az Depay. I want to say uh, he's he's an American, despite that last very French sounding last name. And this is an insane thing: is this guy has worked on as a visual effects coordinator or supervisor or whatever it may be for Terminator Two, Jurassic Park. Back to the Future Part Two, uh, The Abyss, The Hunt for Red October. I mean, Jesus! Holy shit for this guy! I mean, he's worked on, uh, you know, it's just some small stuff I, I, to make a paycheck, you know, like a Scooby Doo movie here or there, <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Who doesn't do a Scooby Doo <laughs> movie here or there for a paycheck? But his his fucking director disc, uh, filmography includes the video short Herbie Hancock disses the drum. Which is, I assume, a music video. I hope so. Um, Spawn, and then a bunch of small TV like movies, shorts, and a bunch of Garfield movies, like animated movies. So it's um pretty interesting. That is, yeah, that is a weird mix of. <laughs> That's the Spawn guy, you know, the guy who does Scooby Doo in Garfield movies. Um, that is crazy. Well, this, I mean. We'll see how it goes. I, I really don't remember enough of this movie. You know, sometimes we'll see a movie and I remember it being awful or something, but I really don't remember this film at all. I vaguely, and I'm not sure if I'm remembering parts of it are from the cartoon they did about the same time on HBO, which was like really violent, or if I'm thinking of the movie. <laughs> I know that's hard considering one was animated and one wasn't, but. But what's interesting is Spawn is actually in the news and was brought up at Comic Con because Todd McFarlane wants to do a reboot. And he has written a script, and he wants to make the movie for $10 million. He does not want to give it over to a studio to do, like, a big budget. He wants to be in charge of it. But the Spawn movie is going to be uh, – did you ever read Spawn? Uh, yeah, I've read a fair amount of Spawn. All right, well, you know uh, Twitch and Sam, the two police officers yes. that are in the suit. They ended up having their own spinoff comic and everything. Uh, this, he wrote the story from the main character is actually Twitch, and Spawn just exists in the background. Oh, so it's that. a police officer viewing, you know, it'd be like a, a Commissioner Gordon or like a Bullock movie, like Batman movie where Bullock is the star, and you're seeing his version. So that's interesting, and that explains how they might be able to get by with a smaller budget, because that means they can really limit the scene Spawn is in. But we'll Shit. see if what that, happens. If that's legit, I'm, I'm obsessed with that. I'm a huge fan of like uh, a world world building.
building work when it comes to stuff yeah. like this. I love like uh, uh, com- one of my favorite comic books is Powers, which isn't based off of all any existing properties. Oh but God, I love Powers. Sort of takes place adjacent to what is sort of a proto Marvel or DC universe. I fucking loved uh, Gotham Central, which was took place from the perspective of most of Gotham's uh, uh, detectives who essentially hated Batman for like the, the the impact he had on their jobs, and Batman's barely in the book. I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, which is what we both, I believe we bring it up on our Gotham pilot project episode, is we both yeah. said that's what we wanted Gotham to be was yeah. Gotham Knights. Yeah, I, now here's something, though, that might even, like, this might get you going a little more. Supposedly, he wants to try to get Leonardo DiCaprio to play Twitch, but... I can only find one source that actually said he claimed that. But he does say that supposedly a number of Oscar-winning actors have asked to be in the Spawn movie. But this is what I found even more surprising. They were talking about how Twitch is going to be the star, and then they mentioned BBC is making a Sam and Twitch TV show with Kevin Smith as the showrunner. And it's supposed to be out like next year. They're going to start principal photography soon, and it's going to be you – know, I mean if you've ever watched anything on British TV, it's like at max eight episodes. But they are going to make a – and I was just like, that seems – like why is the BBC like we need to make a comic book-themed show? Let's pick two like not that popular characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just seems so – and apparently it's not going to be about Spawn. It's just going to be about them. So it's like a cop show. With these two dudes, I mean, I I would, wouldn't be surprised if like Violator showed up in like you know his clown form, but it it's very interesting that all of a sudden there's this resurgence of Spawn stuff. So I found that interesting when I saw that, and it just seems like an odd choice. I was unaware Kevin Smith was really into Spawn either. I didn't know that was like a, a thing for him. So it'll be interesting to see. You may be getting all the world building you want for Spawn. Now there is no. Uh, scheduled date for the spawn movie so there's a chance that it'll never actually happen so but I got, we'll see i've got to share this fact for you i was just quickly looking through the cast and i ended up poking through the trivia on imdb like i always often do for movies and the, the first thing that came up um one of the one of the first notes that stood out to me as a uh, as a trivia point in imdb which are notoriously unsourced and incorrect um, is that John Leguizamo ate live maggots on pizza for this film? That is and weird. I, all I read that and said, sure. Real cool IMDb fan who thought that up and wrote that down. And then I Googled it, which led me directly to a tweet from 2015 from John Leguizamo that says, yes, I did eat maggots in Spawn, but only swallowed a few. Well, how does it make it better? I just keep up from And weirdly, after he types that, he 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 tags Pauly Shore and Cedric the Entertainer, and I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, um, just just wanted to share that with you. I'm I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's, that's some real like um, I don't know Illuminati shit or like who why is he just tagging random celebrities? That's a well I'd like to dive into. Who weren't really in that get to the movie. Bottom. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, um, definitely tune in next week for Spawn. Uh, you know that a, a, a movie like this with a with a kind of off the wall director, uh, sort of a strange cult following, and uh, a presumably easily verifiable facts about stars that ate insects, um, it's gonna be a good one. I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say that. It's it's gonna be 
a film that is that has been put on celluloid probably at that point. Uh, but before we head off, so Spawn will be our next movie. It is on Netflix, as we mentioned. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it, stream it. No issue. Not don't have to pay for this one. Now, before we go, though, um, I, we talked about it a little bit during the Homecoming episode, actually. The leaked footage of Infinity Wars is out. If You you have to search around because, obviously, Disney and Marvel have pulled a lot of it offline because they don't want it out right now. Uh, but the footage was leaked. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it hints at things going wrong, Captain America uh, – um, the Winter Soldier and the Black Panther fighting in Wakanda against some sort of, you know, bad guys. The idea is that the I can't remember if it's the Black Guard or the Black Legion or something is Thanos is these four like people who go with him. So, you know, it looks like they may show up on Earth beforehand and then Thanos arrives. All this stuff is set up, which has started a ton of speculation on the Internet. Um, people already noticed that they accidentally put a clip of Mjolnir in the footage. So kind of takes away a little bit from the Ragnarok where you see it destroyed. But who knows what if it's actually the same hammer. But the main speculation, I wanted to get your opinion on this, is people are saying that they think they will kill off a number, at least a couple of the characters from the MCU because they, you know, I mean, you have to look at this. This is Hollywood, not a comic book. You know, I mean, you can keep Captain America around for 80 years. Nobody's going to complain. But when a person has to play Captain America... So people are speculating who's going to die, and a number of people are thinking that this will be the last Steve Rogers Captain America, that he'll appear in this and be done because this is the end of his contract, and I believe it's the end of Robert Downey Jr.'s contract with Marvel to keep making these movies. Oh my God. Yeah, so there's a chance that people are saying you know, that they're going to kill Captain America because they don't. there's no way they can keep putting him in the movies, and they'll replace him like they did in the comics at the end of Civil War with Bucky Barnes, who's – Sebastian Stan, the actor, signed a huge contract for some reason when he was in Winter Soldier. It's like an eight-movie deal. It's so strange. But no, I can totally see that. It's very interest. It's very bizarre when you consider that 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 the uh, the MCU has way more affecting the storyline than just what would normally affect it. And not that there isn't drama behind the scenes, like a Marvel, you know, between writers and artists and stuff like that. But yeah, with the MCU, yeah, it's like. A, a, there's few actors I think who would, would be willing to do the same role forever. So that actor has to change and you either kill the actor and then work in a plot point like you were talking about in which a new character, you know, could, uh, takes over the role or you just do what they do with uh, uh, Bruce Banner for a while. And they just keep, keep just add a new actor, quietly, yeah. softly putting a new person there and then forgetting about that person. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see because, I mean, this is something that they're now at is with the expanded universe of the MCU, all these movies being connected. The idea is, you know, they've got these movies planned out to like 2023 or something that they're going to keep making these movies. What do you do when the actors in them, one, are all going to age? You know, I mean, like, you know, some of these movies are supposed to take place within like years of each other, but they don't come out for five or six years at a time. And, you know, these people are in their late 30s, early 40s, Robert Downey Jr. is older than that. So when do you get to the point where Robert Downey Jr. is like, I'm t I don't want to put on this fucking suit anymore. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a lot of effort to get in this thing. And he, it is tough. It's not just like playing the same character that gets them is, but like, for example, with Infinity Wars, they basically were stuck for two years with being able to do very little extra work because it's not just the, the you know, the three months or four months worth of shooting. 
there's two or three months worth of like fight choreography they have to learn. They have to get into shape. You know, all these people are expected to look still like superheroes, and so I can see why it's hard to keep these actors. But it would be interesting to see if they really did kill a character in the movie and just leave them dead. And then there's the uh, there's the major issue of uh, can a actor grow a mustache when you have reshoots to do? Did yes. You know about this the Superman mustache. Uh, oh bedroom? no, the same thing happened for. Um, Avengers. Tell me the Superman one, then I'll tell you the Avengers one. It, it's been it's been a, a, a bit of a meme online. Is uh with with Justice League, which has been going under a tremendous amount of reshoots, both because it's a highly complicated property that has a lot of moving pieces, and then of course, as a side note, no joke, uh, no joke meant here in any degree. Um, the unfortunate news about Zack Snyder and his uh, daughter. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have very sad news about that. And there's a takeover. Uh, the role, you know, the director's seat's been taken over, and there's a lot going on. Um, so obviously there's going to be reshoots, um, but Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, has already moved on to filming his next film. I don't know, I can't recall the name of it, but in it he has a um, natural mustache, like a like a real one. Yeah. Um, and so when he comes back to do shoots, he has to. Uh, the, the, I've been heard, I've heard rumor that they're attempting to digitally edit out the mustache in those scenes, and people are sad about it because they kind of people have been drawing sketches of Superman with a mustache, with a mustache, and everyone's just kind of really into it. And it's not only really that absurd when you really think about Superman's like history visually is that he had like that crazy mullet thing going on. It wouldn't know? be crazy except for the fact that during like if it yeah. was just from scene to scene. <laughs> Superman episode at one point at a few points in Superman's history he had bizarre powers like being able to shoot smaller Supermans out of his hands so who knows yeah. if he doesn't have like some sort of mustache although picturing Superman with a mustache is giving me a real like uh, Kirkman Invincible vibe you know yeah yeah I think maybe that's that would be another issue yeah. but this same thing happened on Avengers um, they finished shooting they did their reshoots and then they wanted to do an after credit scene and the after credit scene is the one where they're in the restaurant eating shawarma. Well, they got the cast back, and they were like, all right, we want everybody back. And Chris Evans showed up, and he was filming Snowpiercer. And he, he was getting ready to film it, and he had grown a beard. And they were like, well, just shave it. And he was like, I have to start filming in like two weeks. I can't grow my beard back, and I'm not going to spend three months filming this movie with a fake beard. You know, com- like, you know, putting on a fake beard is not a great experience. No. And so he was like, I'm not doing it. So they put – they tried to cover it with like a skin mask because he didn't have the full – have you seen Snowpiercer? He has a pretty big beard in that. It hadn't finished growing all the way in, but he was like – they tried to cover it up, and so they did it, and they he went up to Whedon. He was like, Jesus, you look like a burn victim because it was so – and so if you watch that scene, Captain America has like his hand in front of his face. He's like leaning on his hand, and you can't see the lower half of his face, and that's why. That's why he doesn't move. And that's why he you can't see his face. It's because he has fake skin over a real beard. I fucking so, love that. That's yeah, right now. If you want, because I remember seeing it in the theater, I was like, "Why is Captain America like just leaning forward and not moving?" And like he aggressively does not move, like doesn't shift or anything. He just stays. And I'm just like, "That's weird." Like I was almost like, "Is it not Chris Evans? Is it like his body double? Like they didn't have him that day?" But I, I heard that story, so I guess. Growing facial hair is a real problem with actors. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, next time you guys are watching Avengers, check it out. It's a funny little thing to see because it, it once you know, like once somebody points it out, you do notice how he like he's almost statue like in that scene. Like no part, just his one hand is moving. It's pretty great. So I think that's it. We had to talk about 
uh, for this episode. I mean, there's other news out, but a lot of it's just going to be speculation. So we'll have to wait and see as more news breaks. So join us next week for Spawn. See John Leguizamo. Really wonder how they got Martin Sheen. Because he, he, like, he feels like an actor who's not in these sort of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like if you were like, it's Al Pacino, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost, you know, Al Pacino sort of used up any respect he had in the film industry. You'd be like, yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't really, I can't think of a lot of, like, Martin Sheen movies where I'm just like, why would you do this, man? Like, what were you thinking? So, it'll be interesting to see. Come back, and I, I know, yeah, we'll just see you then.